and welcome to episode two of the Ten Point Podcast, a podcast in which we watch, discuss, and rate movies. Our second selection is Doom. At a distant research facility, the final 10% of the human genome has just been discovered. And with it, all hell has broken loose. Now, a call for help has gone out. Game time. Listen up, man. We're going in hot. If it breathes, kill it. There's something coming up behind you. It's in the sewer! Look alive, men, it's game time. RRTS, Special Ops, Clearance Verified, Handle ID, Sarge, but you can all call me Bruce. With me today, he'll cut a chunk out of his arm every time we take the Lord's name in vain, Handle ID, Goat, we'll just call him Chris. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and finally, he went to one galaxy and his ass went to another, Handle ID, Pinky, but I guess we'll have to call him Andy. Heyo. As always, we'll run through our 10 points of discussion and rate the movie out of 10 points at the end. So we'll move very quickly on to point number one. What is the point? The point today is the 2005 horror slash action slash sci-fi slash video game movie Doom, starring Carl Urban and The Rock. Uh, directed by Andrzej Bartkowiak. I've murdered that name. Uh, well pronounced. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, who directed the, bit, the the top films I can find that he directed were Romeo Must Die, Cradle to the Grave, and I'm sure Andy's a big fan of Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li. Uh, uh, I, I know you like your uh, video game movies, which was also the last movie that he directed to this point. Uh, Mr. Bartkoviak was a cinematographer on Falling Down and on Speed, which I think is where he made his name, being cinematographer on movies like that. Uh, written by Dave. Callahan, which is his first feature screenplay. Uh, the writer was also responsible for Expendables 1, 2 and 3, and also wrote the 2014 Godzilla and Zombieland 2 Double Tap. Uh, he was assisted in writing it by Wesley Strick, who also had writing credits on Arachnophobia, Cape Fear and the 2010 remake of Nightmare on M Street. So we've got a right mixture of people with input into this movie here. Uh, do you guys have anything that you would want to add to any of those credits on the writers and directors? I think pretty much covered all that. A lot of information there, but no major names uh, came out of Doom. No one made their career either directing, writing, producing. Uh, I feel like um, Dave Callahan, who did go on to write all the Expendables, I'm sure they maybe saw some flair, some flourish <laughs> in uh, Doom that they wanted him to do the Expendables. Uh, like I said at the beginning, the movie stars Carl Urban and The Rock. Now, I hadn't seen this movie. This was a fresh one to me when Chris selected it. So going into it, I thought The Rock was the star of the film. I thought it was a, a vehicle for The Rock. But it more turned out that it was a Carl Urban. He was the star of the film uh, rather than The Rock. And The Rock was a bit of a kind of, I don't know, bit player, side player. Uh, when you guys went to see the film the first time, did you think it was a Rock film, Carl Urban film? Or how otherwise did you approach it when you first watched I was going to say, when you first see it, it's made out like it's going to be a rock film. He's made out to be a, a big star, but no, like you said, it's all about Carl Urban. It is but weird, think, like, going back and watching that, it is like, like you said, it is Carl Urban, but back then, all I can think about in this film was The Rock, and I've not seen this film in absolute ages either. 
and I forgot how good Carl Urban actually was in this film. I'm definitely going to be touching on that a little bit later on. Um, so, in preparation for this film, I thought, right, I'm going to do a little bit of a look at The Rock, because it's very much The Rock's early movie career here. So, And it, it pretty much, it's quite shocking when I see it written down in, in words here. The Rock's, I don't know what, what the official term is for it. It's not the 10s, it's not the 90s, but it's like the zeros, the noughties, the 2000s, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> His movie run in that decade features... Uh, Inclusively, this is every film he made. Scorpion King, uh, The Rundown, or Welcome to the Jungle, depending on where the, in the world you are. One of the two films that he's made is called Welcome to the Jungle. Walking Tall, Be Cool, Doom, Southland Tales, Gridiron Gang, The Game Plan, Get Smart, Race to Witch Mountain, and Planet 51. All of those films, I don't think anything could really be described as, I don't know, his movie that broke him. There's not any sort of absolute five-star, ten out of ten movies in there, is there? No, definitely not. No, it's... It sounds like he's just picking any film that came along and just doing it, just make some money. I think... I'm not positive. I believe he got like a deal with Disney around that time, hence how he made things like Race to Witch Mountain and Planet 51, and he was more like... I'm not necessarily taking the money, but more kind of, I'm going to make these Disney movies because it's a smart thing to do. Yeah. Um, of the list, Get Smart is the one that I would look at and think, I'm going to go watch Get Smart. That's the one that jumps out at me because I'm a big fan of Get Smart. I think that's a, a pretty good film. The um, So as far as Doom goes, uh, the interest in it was not particularly high. Um, the The budget for the film was $60 million and the worldwide gross for the film was $58 million. So it did not even make its budget back, uh, getting only $28 million in the US but it did make a quarter of its budget back on the opening weekend. It took $15 million uh, on opening weekend, but then made absolutely no progress on that. Um, <laughs> reviews go out. Yeah, I think one of people had seen it, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the film was released in December 2005, was the year it came out. So right at the end of the year, and as we all know, if you're released late 2005, you're eligible for the 2006 award season comes to one of my favourite parts of the podcast is campaigning, campaigning, comparing the Oscars with the MTV Movie Awards from that year. You'll be shocked to hear that Doom was not nominated in any category for either the Oscars God, or damn it. that's a travesty. Or even the MTV Movie Awards. I thought it might have snuck in. I thought it might have oh. snuck in somewhere there. Yeah. <laughs> so the Oscar winner that year was infamously, I think, Crash, which was an absolute out of the blue winner. Um, that year and uh, I think as we've discussed before this is a, a clear indication this year of how the MTV Movie Best Picture nominees are better than the Oscar Best Picture nominees so the Oscars that year Crash Beat Brokeback Mountain Capote Good Night and Good Luck and Munich which is a very I don't know grim and depressing bad year <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the MTV Movie Award Best Picture that year was Wedding Crashers which beat 40-Year-Old Virgin, Batman Begins, King Kong, and Sin City. Ah. They're good films. All good films. Yeah. So, jeez. And you see a couple of big things in there, like the with the, I don't know, the advancement of comic book movies in the last wee while, you would think someone like Batman Begins or Sin City might have crept into the Best Picture nominees if it was nowadays, I think. Hmm. But not not in any of the big awards. The the, uh, the movie Doom did get a nominee, a nomination in the oh, 2006 no. Razzie Awards. <laughs> I was expecting that. <laughs> uh, and it was indeed The Rock who was nominated for Worst Actor uh, of the Year. Uh, 
either fortunately or unfortunately lost out to Rob Schneider for ah. Juice Bigelow European Gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> so, ah. again, it was not bad enough to even win the Razzie. Uh, and speaking of being bad enough, that brings us on to point two, which is the talking points of the film. And because it was Chris's selection, it comes down to Chris to explain to us why we had to watch Doom. So, Chris, take it away. Well, I had this big spiel written down, like, oh, I loved the games. And I was watching, I was playing the games when the film came out. But to be perfectly honest, it popped up on Netflix and I hadn't seen it for ages. And I thought, that's a good choice. <laughs> but was it good? Well, to, it does do. Like, there's two things in this film that it did really well. Like, there's, which we'll talk about later on, there's that first-person scene. That bit, I really enjoyed it. It was really good. And it does something else you don't see very often in films. It painted The Rock as a bad guy. You name any other films where he's a bad guy? His first was... ever film, The Scorpion King. Yeah, he did start off with the Scorpion King, and it is. I don't know what did I say. This is maybe his kind of fifth film. I think he made one, yeah. two, three, four, fifth film, and he's been a baddie twice. And he, a good point. And, so, he, and he isn't the Rock in this film. He's tiny, so he's the pebble. <laughs> <laughs> the man's grown into a tank over the last few years, and going back and watching this, it isn't the same guy. It does well, look it's a weird. Sit with hair as well. <laughs> That was the first thing that drew my attention was the fact, oh my god, he has he has hair. <laughs> what, what's happening? Uh, I, I don't want to insult your opinions too much that you've already given given us there, uh, Chris, but the, the, the bits that you've mentioned so far aren't exactly my high points of the film. <laughs> oh, no, there's other bits, but I did like the, the CGI first-person part. I thought that was done well. You made us watch an entire film for one part of the film. No. Oh. It was a good film. I enjoyed it. We just could have played Doom, you know? We just could have played a bit of the game, if that's the... Uh... I'll discuss other things later on, but I just... I thought <laughs> it was that a good was your, film your back then. mentality of making us watch this film seems to boil down to it had that one good scene in it. No. It was like, it popped up on Netflix. I thought, do you know what? I've not seen that for ages. I'll just wait until it's my turn to pick. So, were you a fan of it? Were you thinking, I love that film, or I like that film, I really want to watch it, or was it more of a, let's make these two suffer this? <laughs> no, I like it. I've got it in DVD. I got it when it came out. Um, but, to personally, if it was named, like, Doomed, and it had nothing to do with the games, it'd be a really good action film. It's the... The fact that I'm watching it through doom-tinted beer goggles, for lack of a better phrase, <laughs> but it just doesn't do it for me, doom-wise, if you know what I mean. To be if fair, I agree with on that one. Yeah, I agree. If the if, film was called, I don't know, a- Alien colon Doom, I think it would be a bit more honest, because like, I really enjoyed the beginning of the film. Um, like I, in fact, I really I remember starting off strong again. I feel like on these podcasts, I always say I like the uh, the, the the beginning very well. But <laughs> I love the fact that the Universal logo was Mars instead of Earth. I thought that was yeah. a nice touch. That showed a little bit extra thought had gone into it. And now, of course, it, like it zoomed in and it was quite good. But then the opening scene is essentially just I don't know Alien, <laughs> yeah. when all the the scientists are running away, getting picked off one after another by this dark alien in the corner and I'm like okay this is this is just alien and uh, 
that theme did come up quite far through every so often. I'm like, that's that's just alien, and and, and that, that again, that's just alien. It yep. kept happening over and over again. Even with the kind of face hugger bit as well. How the oh, inject- the tongue thing, yeah. Yeah, the tongues. How they inject everybody. Uh, exactly. It was like I said. It is if they had just called it like attacking Mars or something like that. Because it doesn't take... They've tried to change the whole story. The whole point of Doom is it's hell. To get yes. like possessed by things. It's not they've opened up a tunnel and started, what's it, bioengineering something to make them better. That's not yeah. what Doom is. That's the biggest problem I had with this film. And I completely forgot about that plot hole um, until I rewatched it. And it really narked me off. I was like, playing the game, they're just monsters from hell. Why don't I have monsters from hell? <laughs> That's all I want. It's a simple concept, and it and it would have actually made the film a lot better. I think it would have taken it to another level if it wasn't just another, here's a squad of marines going into space to fight off aliens uh, again, which is alien, but yeah. <laughs> like something else. These are coming from some other otherworldly sort of dimension, and they're coming, and you, we don't know how to stop them until we work out how to stop them. Yeah. I think this is why um, so many game to film adaptations fail because they try and tweak it to make it better when they've got like a decent like the game's decent as it is just copy the game if that's what you want to they do not make it better they made it shitter <laughs> they've tried to make it um oh no that's what's the word i'm looking for they've they've created a backstory which had nothing to do with the game they've tried to change things and it's made it worse like it's all about one guy who goes and destroys demons not a whole squad. We suck. And, that, and that would have made a good film. However, like the story aside, like what they actually did, I didn't actually hate it that much. Like I said, it did start off strong. The middle bit was all right. There's a couple of twists in there. All like you can predict them, but it was actually a fun watch. Uh, you talk about twists. About halfway through my notes as I was watching the film here, I've just got, is The Rock a bad guy now? <laughs> <laughs> and then the next line, Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because it just seemed to be an absolute turn out of nowhere. And I couldn't quite tell. I'm not going to get too deep into characterization and all that sort of stuff. Was was he underlying this whole time? He's just going to just... I'm going to deal with this situation with my gun regardless. Or was there a point where he thought, the only way out of this is I need to just kill every human being. And I couldn't tell if he'd been a bad guy all along or if there was just a turn within him. And by the end, obviously, he was possessed by alien demons or whatever the hell it was. So he was, in fact, evil. But I couldn't tell if he if he was, I don't know, forcefully turned or kind of wanted to be turned halfway through the film. Well, that kind of leads me on to my other kind of like point. Like, So you've said that. But it seemed like the rest of the Marines all had like an agenda as well. So like the hmm. Portman guy, the guy who was like on the toilet. Why was he calling back for like backup and stuff like that? Like, well, it yeah, seemed, it seemed, it seemed like to be a lost secret mission. Yeah, it was like he thought like it was. Oh, I'm because the whole time when, after he did that, I thought someone was gonna like a whole other team was gonna rock up, and then either they would all get killed and it would be a bad thing, or they would help fight the aliens in the end. But yeah, it's it's a, a kind of loose well, thread that the film didn't have. Well, not really. He asked. When the the first scene, the monsters were like, "We should call for backup. We need help." And the Rock was like, "No, we are the fucking backup. We yeah. deal with this." And then he was like, "Do you know what? I'm going to sneak away for a cheeky wee shit." And then called but calls backup and then gets killed. Spoiler alert, by the way, people. It just <laughs> seems like it, there was no point in it. And then like the other Marines, like the kid, obviously he's like a new recruit. 
he was pointless. What was oh, what was his yeah. drug thing for? I've, just, I've no idea why he needed drugs. Then he was on drugs, <laughs> and then he was just a kid, and then he died. Well, to be fair, I don't condone drugs, but if there was evil alien monsters coming for me, and I was shitting myself, and I knew someone had some, <laughs> I may as well just try some. So, the, <laughs> yeah. I, I felt like it was more just to make Portman stand out as the kind of the the kind of weirdo. Like I've got. Again, in my notes, I've written down, it's four minutes into this film, and I already know that the weird guy in the Hawaiian shirt, which I found out to be Portman, is going to die a gruesome death. <laughs> it just jumped out at me straight away. as like, yeah, this guy here. Yeah, and just like the rest of the Marines, like, they all had semi-loose backstories, but they never went anywhere, like Goat. It's like... Can't yeah, I thought he was going to be cool. You know, you can't, you can't say, like, God damn it and stuff like that without stabbing himself like- and... What was the point of him though? He's not in the he just he's not in the game. Why do you need some random guy to slice his own arm? No, you pick this film, you should explain well, it. Defend it. This is what I am, but like if it was to call something different, like I said, Lost to Mars, and it was like, oh yeah, here's a guy with a decent backstory, he's religious. But it was like in Doom, there's nothing to do with that. In fact the whole thing is really satanic. Which probably is the counter argument here? Maybe. Well, it could be, yeah, and maybe they're trying to go for the whole like the hell thing. And if they actually stuck to the story, it might have actually worked. So he's maybe a religious like, just nut job, and he thinks all these demons are coming from hell. Mm. But they didn't explain that. No, there seems to be yeah, lots of like attempts to build characters for people, and, and they're like, not actually following through with it. These guys are like trained marines; they're the best of the best. How many times do they fuck up? Like, <laughs> he kicks a can down the staircase. And he's like, oops. And then the guy gets shitted up by a monkey. I was just going to say Destroyer. That is hilarious. The it's one time like, he fives his gun. It's like these guys are the best of the best, but everything just scares them. Or they just kind of walk into walls and bump things and just make a fucking mess. They all seem to get like one scene each. Where it was yeah. like, oh, here's this guy. I remember him. We introduced him at the beginning. And he's dead. <laughs> he did just go one after another through the entire squad. Yeah, very much so. Well, bit of trivia here. Mac, again, spoiler alert if you haven't seen this, died without firing. He's a single shot that he's gone. That's how he, pointless he was. He was, yeah, he was like the definition of that. As in the, the joke of why are you called Mac? Oh, it's blah, 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 blah. My name is hugely long. And it's like, oh, Mac, we need your help. And then he runs in and like, immediately <laughs> is just dead. Which is one of my, probably one of my favourite bits, actually. I quite enjoyed it. It was quite a good little joke. Because you generally don't see that in this sort of film. That the, the There's a kind of comedy character like that. I just feel like all of them had some kind of comedy at this time. Except from my boy Carl Urban, who was just like, he, he's a badass. You know he's going to do some shit. Although it was a bit cheesy at the beginning with the, like, oh. She's up there. I can't go up there. Oh, I can't face that again. And I'm just thinking, oh my god, is he the deep, meaningful guy who can't? I can't go back there. Yeah, but what a twist! You thought he was a lover. I thought, I thought he was. I thought he was the. And and for a while, because of his, because of being in Star Trek, I kept thinking he was like the doctor. (laughs) And every time I kept thinking he's the medical guy. It's like, no, that's a different film altogether. It turns out he kind of was. I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, he did have a cool name. Like he, he did have the best name, which is also a pun. I thought that was great, that he was called Reaper, and then later on you find out his, his surname's actually Grimm. So uh, I thought that was a very nice touch. Although I did wonder, so he's called Reaper, and you've got Destroyer, and you've got Sarge, and Goat, and all this. 
But then there's Portman, who's just called Portman. Like, yeah. it, it, it's not bother coming up with a nickname <laughs> for him. Don't need a nickname you for call like him? Bath. Creeper. Or Lady <laughs> Lover. Lady Boy <laughs> Lover or something. <laughs> a creeper would do. I like the idea of that. <laughs> I was going to say something there, but that's a, a, an in-joke we'll talk about later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so, after I, uh, so after I insulted Carl Urban uh, for his cheesiness, uh, I got was writing more than him. I don't know what stage of the film it was. I'm just sitting thinking to myself, Carl Urban is too good for this film. Why is yeah. he... Why At this point, I still thought he was, like, I don't know, the second lead in the film. I was like, why, why have they cast The Rock to bring people to see this film and then poor old Carl Urban is actually quite good off the back of being in Lord of the Rings or whatever? Why is he going along with this? And then and nothing changed my mind. I still feel like Carl Urban was far too good to actually be in this film. Well, you got to think, like, just before, like, before this film came out, he was in uh, Chronicles of Riddick as well. And he was, like, the big bad guy. Ah, right. Oh, so, yeah, so he was. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's came off of that, and then he was in uh, Born Supremacy as well. And then he's went into Doom. So technically, he was the kind of, kind of like, the face of this film as well. But I think the kind of only reason why he got it was because The Rock turned it down, apparently. So kind of yeah, I got that information as well. Yeah, he got offered the the, the lead, as it were, which was Carl yeah. character, but would rather do the the more interesting role of Sarge, which I guess it probably is more interesting. But it's it's not the hero of the story, is it? Yeah. Oh, you didn't get to use his double barrel shotgun as well. That was disappointing. You got to that... use the BFG, but in the game, he rocks a double barrel shotgun. It annoys me that they call it the big force gun, like on the screen. But in the <laughs> game, so it's just called the big fucking gun. <laughs> And then, then they even just get the rock to say it anyway. Yeah. So why even edit it the screen? I did like his little Ah oh, shit. You guys I think you guys both know the game better than I did. I played like the original Doom way back when when it was like, I don't know, sixteen bit or whatever, but what's the what what is the gun what is the size behind the gun that he had? Is it firing acid or what the hell was that big F It's just like a massive plasma Yeah, it's shot. a big plasma gun. Because he did melt everything. But, uh, well, in the game, is you obviously doesn't melt everything, but it just causes a massive explosion. Right. Which is basically the same gist. <laughs> but the uh, I'm, I'm trying. To, I'm looking at my notes here for the middle of the film. Was it generally just me asking questions about why are people doing things? Like, I don't care how bad the situation is. I don't care how many monsters there are. We've already mentioned what he was doing there, but I'm never going to slink off to the toilet on my own in a situation <laughs> where I know monsters and aliens and whatever can burst through the floor. You've got to go, you've got to go. But I, I don't know, I feel like uh, to, to be shitting yourself is like a, it's, a, it's not a, a literal thing, it's more of a kind of, I, I probably couldn't go if I thought, there's a fair chance an alien claw is going to reach through the pan as I'm sitting on. <laughs> yeah, but like, he didn't seem to care like about anything that was going on. It's like, he seems a monster. He runs after it. Nobody shoots. Like, well, they're all shooting, but they completely miss it. And he's still got a smile on his face, so he's completely unfazed, Portman. I kind of feel sorry for him, though. I mean, that pinky guy just watched him die. He's like, huh, that serves him right. Can, can I ask, Pinky's workstation, is it just in the, like, the lobby? I feel like he was the first guy when they arrived, and he's like the security guard working in the lobby. And he's and in the sudden... art room. Right, because I feel like yes, he was like, yeah. on one hand, he's like, needs to check everybody in and out of the whole arc thing. On the other hand, having to monitor the whole mission that's going on in front of him the entire time. He seemed to have a lot of work on his plate. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, 
made that clear that he's like kind of like the brains of the arc. So when they all came in, it's like, right, you, you can look at the monitors. You can make sure we're all right here. I feel like he should have a wee office to work in. I think plonking him just where the, all the tourists are coming through seemed a bit kind of a bit unnecessary. They're tourists. They're scientists. <laughs> well, speaking of which, how many people worked on that base? 88, apparently, or something like that. 88, right. Because when they evacuated, like that, that arc thing seems to be one at a time. Aye. And there's 88 people evacuating yes, one at a time. How, how regularly? What Would we say 30 seconds? 20 seconds so it took them like 45 minutes to evacuate everybody off of it but it just went from like we need to evacuate everybody okay everybody's gone let's go now it was like the quickest 45 minutes when there's fucking aliens running everywhere around the building here's well, my maybe biggest problem right my biggest problem with this film it's on a spaceship well a space station on mars right it's mm-hmm. been quite clearly built we can presume it's set in the future why the fuck is there a sewer on mars no, like, think of space. There's like there should be vacuums or something, like suction cups, like small pipes, like I don't know, incinerators. But it's a fucking sewer that looks like it's from the 1960s. Why is it there? Old civilization there. They're just using what they've got. No, they built that shit. It's not an old civilization. They built all these facilities. You're not telling me they just used the sewer system that was already there. Uh, that's, that's, that. that. that's a stump. That's a stumper. That one. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like you, you, you've you've beaten Doom with that one, I think. And and lights. Why is there no lights in this space? <laughs> they went out. Like, no, they didn't. They could clearly go into one room and turn the fucking lights on. There's an alien there. Oh yeah, actually, you got a point there. So why don't they turn the lights on in all the fucking corridors? Cause it's really well, funny. I have this question in every scary movie ever. Is like, just before you go in anywhere, turn the light on. Like, at least you can see <laughs> them. Yeah, it's like it's equal then. If you can see them, they can see you. But in exactly. the dark, bad guys can always see better. It's it's a, it's a rule. And and Pinky's got the control panels, so he definitely can turn these lights on. But it seems like he's turned them off just to be a dick. Especially the Portman. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was unfair in Portman. He wasn't that bad. He was just a bit of a, a douchebag. You love him. Yeah, I quite mm-hmm. enjoyed him as well. I quite enjoyed him. I like his little tune. Do, 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 do. That was great. <laughs> I must say, I liked him more than I liked the kid. I was pretty pleased when uh, the kid kind of got killed. Uh, I, was, I did not shed a tear one bit for him. Um... So again, you guys, you know Doom far better than I do, but one touch that I think I picked up on um, was the fact that Carl Urban, who's the main guy, his face seemed to kind of get bloodier and bloodier as it went on, which I'm sure is a nod to the game where, if I remember, the more hurt you get, the more your little character's face down in the bottom corner gets more and more damaged. I thought that was a really nice touch to to take from the game there as well. Which, at this point, I'm going to say my piece about the first person shooter sequence that I thought it was really forced <laughs> to be honest uh, I feel like at the time it might have been quite I don't know, technologically oh, advanced and I, uh, remember that I imagine people who went to see Doom wanted to see Doom which is exactly what it was but for me it just felt like it just didn't really work I felt like when there was rooms full of loads of baddies and you didn't know what was happening that was more of a, a an interest to me to them running or walking down a corridor and seeing aliens one by one and just shooting them and to me, it, just, it kind of took me out of the flow of the film at that point, because obviously he'd, kind of, he'd half died and come back around again, so I wasn't even sure if it was a dream, but it was him getting like 
the super serum stuff, whatever you want to call it, and being all kind of super badass at this point. But I just felt like this is a totally different film and it just been totally shoehorned into it. But it was not one of the high points for me, the old first person oh, really? sequence. No, when I that first I came think, out, that was yeah. a really good point. Yeah, I think Chris is right. Like when you seen that, like it was amazing. It's like, oh my god, because that's like never been done before. It was amazing. Yeah. But I think you're right for like watching back on it now, yes, it's shoehorned in. But it's also you can see why they did it because you actually get to see the monsters properly, like from a Doom perspective. Especially yeah. like Doom Three, which the kind of film was based on that game when it came out on the Xbox. So you I feel like you, they probably they probably wanted to make the entire film like that, but probably couldn't at the time kind of Sensibly, because we, there's a film uh, I forget what is it like Horrible Henry or something or Hardcore, Hardcore Henry. Henry. Oh, I haven't seen that. Film. But I've heard there we go. First it. person game. Yeah. First person film. Because have you seen it, Andy? Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll definitely be on the podcast it, in the future. <laughs> oh God, I'll prepare myself for that then. Uh, I won't go too deep into that then. But I feel like yeah, that's <laughs> what they would have done if they could have done probably at the time. Uh, does anyone else have any? Thoughts on the talking points of the film before we get on to the rest of the points? I was a little bit disappointed with the lack of monsters from Doom. They had so many monsters to choose from. They only picked out four. The zombie, the imp, which doesn't even shoot fire, and the kind of the hell knight. Well, that's what it's called in the game, a hell knight. But again, it was just a bigger imp. And, and, uh, oh, and Pinky. Yeah. Pinky. Well, I, like, I like that. I thought like... they nailed Pinky. Pinky yeah. was done well. That's because that, that game just came out and it's like, alright, you can actually put that in. It, it worked yeah. really well. But I think my overall kind of problem with the story was you couldn't see the monsters. It was really dark. Mm-hmm. And like, even in like, the scene where is it Destroyer? Um, that's having like cage match with one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I've got I've written down on here, loved the destroyer cage match. <laughs> <I've written them laughs> it's like I, I love the fight, but it's like he just picks up a computer monitor, starts swinging it around his head. Yeah, but apparently can't see that... the guy and has to put an electrocution to be able to see like where he is in this small little cage. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't get the point of it. Well, that's what I was going to say. So they established early on that it was like a kind of prison thing because it was electric fences. Yeah. Was the com- was the computer monitor like already in there or had it fallen it, it in there? It seemed like, that way, yeah. The prisoners get to, I don't know, play Doom on their computer. Yeah, when I think that's what they were up. going for, yeah. <laughs> no, they, they, <laughs> that's what I was they, going for. They were, they, do you know, my, remember the guy, I can't remember it was called, like Stall or something like that. He was in there and they were monitoring him. And he yeah. obviously turned into the big guy and then escaped. And they just left the shit in there and ran away. I see. Yeah, but you see, like, a scene later on where, like, he's chained up and then turns into a monster. Yeah, he obviously burst out. Well, why are they giving him a computer? Give <laughs> <laughs> him a computer? Was it, they wouldn't expect them to hulk out. But they chained him and put him in a bed in the middle. How was he maybe ever going to use that computer? Maybe they're putting, like, DVDs on for him. Maybe it was just a telly. Oh, speaking of weird computers, right? Let's go back to my sewer argument. This film is quite clearly set in space. I can agree, yes. It's definitely oh, set I know, in space. I know what you're going for. <laughs> right. Yes. Why the fuck is his Game Boy so fucking big at the start <laughs> yeah. of the film? Uh, I was like, going to mention that. That thing is fucking huge. I did have it actually, I've written down somewhere, I've lost it now, I think, when the date it was supposed to be after our debate from Blade the last time, since Blade was set in, in now. 
So yeah. I think it's like 2046 or 2040 something, I think is when it's meant to be set. So Right. So we, we got smaller Game Boys now. So apparently in the future everything gets bigger the same way the phones are going. <laughs> yeah, phones do that, yeah. <laughs> apparently in six years from now, they'll go, we're going to discover all the value on Mars according right. to the whole movie timeline. Okay. Right. But, <laughs> yeah, that, There's going to be demons. Don't go to Mars. I, th- I think that was the biggest problem for me, like, was the random kind of timeline continuity, sewers, big game boys, <laughs> lack of lights. <clears throat> Aliens I can deal with, or like zombies, whatever you want to call them. But yeah, those points really brought the film down for me. I quite enjoyed the ending. I thought the final fight uh, between Carl Urban and, and The Rock, who was both super soldier, then became alien and all that. That was quite an enjoyable fight. Uh, I only counted one uh, one wrestling move in the fight, and usually The Rock has a lot of uh, usually has a wrestling the move. Yeah, yeah, he had a torture rack, I think it was, with no rock bottom in it. All right, uh, yeah. And I very much enjoyed the the wrapping the steel bar around the hand and then punching it through Carl Urban's hand. I thought that was yeah. a nice a nice thing that I'd never seen before. I thought that was a. I'll remember that scene for the metal bar being punched through the palm of his hand. <laughs> And uh, but yeah, and quite clearly, the, the, my last note I had on the entire film uh, is to the last scene is uh, Carl Urban carrying Rosamund Pike, who we've not mentioned, but she'll come up later. Trust me, uh, in like an, an elevator or something going back up to the surface, and she was quite clearly sitting on a stool. He wasn't actually holding her up. She was not. She was not ah, resting in his arms. Spoiler. Yeah, is that, is that someone's, <laughs> someone's really? pick later on? Is it? <laughs> yeah, it looks like she's like it's most like she's holding. He's holding her up. She's like dying or whatever. Never even noticed. <laughs> she's quite clearly sitting down. <laughs> he's quite a small man, Carl Urban. I don't think he can carry people for very long. <laughs> uh, so with the talking points finished we'll move on to our discussion of the high points and to determine the high point of the film uh, I will lead off with the, my my first nomination for a high point of the film which was uh, Portman's debate slash argument with Rosamund Pike's character about whether there were aliens involved in this thing I quite enjoyed the whole scene where she was trying to explain that it might not be anything to do with aliens while he's like yelling back at her but quite clearly there's aliens down there <laughs> I very much enjoyed him and I've also got Portman's death as well so he stood out to me as a couple of the high points uh, of the movie I did quite enjoy his sort of I don't know, Jurassic Park inspired toilet death. Uh, I quite enjoyed that. <laughs> Never even noticed. Uh, and then my last one that I've got as a nominee is the, the cage match involving Destroyer. Uh, I quite liked it as well. So kind of the, a couple of the action points were my nominees for high points. Anybody else also have those or have anything else they want to uh, give us? How about you, Andy, you since uh, you didn't pick? <laughs> my high point has got to be the, the first person shooter. When you see it back then, it's um, it was done really well. But obviously, like you say now, when you watch it back, it's kind of forced, and a lot of it's like you turn in the corner, and a zombie just stands there and doesn't attack you, gives you time to like shoot him. It's, it's like you said, it's clearly forced, but I still enjoyed it. See, for me, I'll agree with the cage match. I like that. It was a it was a good scene, but overall, for me, like the high point is Carl Urban himself. He <laughs> just makes the movie. It's just like. I can't imagine like him not being in it now. But like back then it's like who the hell's Carl Urban? Like he's you know he's the bad guy from like Reddick and he's the guy I can never remember in Lord of the Rings. I know he's like twentieth lead in Lord of the Rings yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So he does jump up, it's like, you know, okay, I'll give him it's like you know, Vin Diesel and Chronicles, um, and then you've probably got him probably top two or three. But then 
he's in this film, and like The Rock is really an unlikable character in this like film all the way through. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do, The Rock, in the beginning, but the first kind of he's here and there, like they introduce him beforehand, which made me think that he was like the main character, and then he just kind of drifts off into the background a little bit, and then it's all about Carl Urban. Yeah. And it's at that point I thought, oh, this is about him, and why is he in this film? He's too good for this. <laughs> but no, that, that, that's why he's, he's my high point of the film, is just him as a whole. But yeah, you add him into that first person shooter scene and just a little kind of cheeky smile when he looks at the mirror. That's Hi. You know you're in for a good time for the next 40 seconds. So, I don't know, can we come to a unanimous decision on the high point? I'm not sure we can. Uh, I'll concede uh, the, the first-person shooter if you want. Uh, I'm happy to concede. I would definitely, I would, I would give it. It's kind of the, the reason why Chris picked it, so I, I would it's say... It's the sole reason, but it, back then, you hadn't seen anything like that done in a film. I do remember that isolation. back then, so yeah. It's is a good scene. And, I, and the CGI kind of holds up as well, this day and age. <laughs> I'll like say I is it's uh, it, in isolation. It's probably very good. It's just it seems kind of strangely out of context where it was placed in the film. Uh, I will miss it out for my low points. Point four is the low points. So one of my nominees was that. So I'll miss it out. So I only have one nominee for the low point in the film, and that is Rosamund Pike's accent. <laughs> uh, I don't know what it was supposed to be. I'm guessing it was American, but it never looked like it fit her face or mouth. She just. <laughs> It just, it, she just seemed to be just like she was doing an impression of someone the entire way through, and she wasn't spectacularly good in the film, even the the rest of it. I just think the fact that we went through the entire film without really talking about anything she did shows you kind of how important she was. And I feel like if somebody who was a bit kind of better, maybe, or had a better go at it, might have done something with the the role. So for me, it's it's her accent specifically, the point where she was the least American sounding American uh, in the film. She was totally pointless, like, other than obviously being a scientist. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, I just... In, in a film where there's no women in it, she should really stand out a lot. Yeah, there's one other woman, like a scientist, and I thought, oh, she's going to be quite important. And then I don't think she had a line after I noticed her. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> mas- masculine film when you go back and think about that. Yeah. Um, uh, my low point has got to be uh, the whole lack of doom lore. Uh when I came to watch this film first time, I was expecting it to be all about Doom, like based like in the game. I'm just disappointed about the whole lack of Doomness. <laughs> if it was called something different, like this is Attack on Mars or something, and it had nothing to do with Doom, it's a really good film. I'd have no qualms. But it's the lack of Doom that brings it down for me. See, for me, it's just the continuity. It's like they're on a spaceship and there's a sewer. Don't make sense. Not a spaceship, not a planet. Whatever, a space planet, a thing. A space planet. A planet that has a space station, that's what I'm going for. And it's got a fucking sewer system in it. It makes no sense. Well, but this way, I, I don't know, I'm not a massive scientist geek myself, but does gravity work on Mars the same as it does down here? Like, wouldn't the sewage... Like, I don't imagine they've got fake gravity in the sewers, so stuff would just be floating around down there. Uh, that would be some good CGI and just a floating poop out of nowhere. Ah, <laughs> oh, no! But, like, <laughs> like, so if gravity just worked the same and everything worked the same, I still believe there's not a sewer system like that on any kind of government facility or anything. Especially, like, whatever, 50 years in the future. And it really, like, I completely forgot about that scene, but when I rewatched it, it really pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, 
It certainly <laughs> shows, I'll say that. You brought it up for at three different points so far. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Why is there a sewer system on Mars? And why well, do they I all hope... go down on it? Why don't they just wait for the monster to come up? That's that is another thing. thing. People, heroes in these sort of movies, they go looking for the monster. It's like, no, fortify Build somewhere that you can, they can only come at you one direction. <laughs> like, guy, guy, uh, guard that arc thing. That's how they're going to get through there. Just stand exactly. there and shoot them when they come at you. It'd be a boring movie, but at least it would be realistic. And also, going back to the sewers, <laughs> how was Portman the only one to find the biggest hole to fall down? <laughs> like, it, he was in the middle. And they all walk through it, and then suddenly he drops down. Ah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, sewer system, you know low point. I hope that we all go to Mars one day, and you're standing going, do you know what I could really do with a fucking sewer? No, because I'll expect some, like, either vacuum, lasers, I don't know, just, just portaloos everywhere. <laughs> just something, not a sewer system. But yeah, so that, that's, uh, that is my low point, so I'm, I'm, I'm nominating through, only the two. <laughs> through sheer passion, I'm willing to give you the sewer system a <laughs> low point. I feel like it's defined this film for you as the sewers on Mars. It really has. <laughs> which brings us to point five, which is points of interest, the trivia section, which I must say, I, I kind of struggled. <laughs> There's oh, not a lot much of... Was a... There's not a lot of trivia or even well, interest out there in Doom, <laughs> uh, which goes to show why it only was it, it lost two million or whatever it was. Um, so the the first person shooter sequence took 14 days to film, which uh, I imagine I, I, when I'm thinking about it, there's not really any actors in it, any of the main actors. So I wonder if that was like a big chunk of the shooting where none of the main stars were actually involved would be. Uh, and the galaxy died as well, so it's like. Did they film it and then CGI over the top of it, or is it all CGI'd? It was a, it, it did have a strange. I think that's how it also felt like how separate it was from the rest of the film. Was it just? It seemed like it was existing in a different reality to the rest as well, because like yeah. say how CGI it looked. Um, next bit of trivia that I've got is that during the end credits, uh, the only names that aren't blown up uh, are the actors who survived. Uh, the surviving actors' names exit through doors throughout the end. Uh, the end credits. I do like stuff like that when they do end credits, like with a little quirk. And I did notice yeah. that. Yeah, it is a good. I'm sorry for Duke. I thought Duke should have survived. Spoiler alert, again, folks. But, <laughs> I feel like most people will have seen the film if they're listening to us talking about it. It's not something that they'll go, oh, this, this Doom film sounds good. I'm going to yeah, go let's watch listen it to now. these three mad twats talking about a film that I've not seen yet. <laughs> that came out however many decades ago. Um, uh, speaking of films that came out decades ago, the film was supposed to come out earlier than it did, as in there was a Doom film with uh, a vehicle for Arnold Schwarzenegger that was in the works. It was cancelled following a tragic accident involving two teenagers who played around with a chainsaw after playing one of the Doom games. Uh, I understand the chainsaw is a big weapon in the Doom games, is it? Yeah. yeah. That's like one of the main weapons. That's what it's kind of like. It's kind of like a uh, hammer. Yeah. Oh, what is it? That's a good point. The same kind of thing that Evil Ashley, like, or Evil Dead, he has yeah. his chainsaw strapped to his hand. It's kind of like that thing. Yeah. How big the chainsaw is. Let's stop on this uh, chainsaw point now. I'm going to roll roll back to low points. I'm going to add something with the sewers. <laughs> oh, God. Because I forgot about it. Chainsaws, right? We're led to believe this film is in the future, right? Mm-hmm. And they're back on Earth, and there's a chainsaw, right? 
why isn't it like a laser chainsaw? Why is it a standard bog standard chainsaw? And why do they have one of them in a government facility like Area 51? What hedges is there? <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously. Cut us through the rock, maybe. Maybe it was a rock saw. It was not a rock saw. It looked like a bog standard tree chainsaw or a hedge saw. Maybe it's a bone saw. It was a big fucking bone saw. <laughs> what are they cutting? It barely cut through Pinky. <laughs> that's one of the smallest bones exactly so like I'm adding <laughs> nice. that to the low point people can decide amongst themselves for chainsaws in the future bullshit right back uh, to facts back to facts <laughs> I've got my, my two favourite facts this one I don't know it, it, it kind of maybe defines the film so the poster art and the DVD cover and I'm assuming sort of Netflixy style things that we've probably all seen watching it um, features what I've been told is an FNP90 uh, SMG, um, which is a kind of machine gun, obviously. Uh, it's never seen in the film, despite there being a scene in the film that has a whole bunch of weapons filling up a room. The gun that is on the DVD cover and poster is not one of them. Genius. So, yeah, some uh, attention to detail there. <laughs> Put a big BFG in the front of that. Exactly, that would have made more sense. Look at this super duper gun, and then you go watch the film. When is the super duper gun going to be in it? Oh, there it is, there. That would have made far more sense. Uh, uh, my, my last bit of trivia is a long winded one, but bear with me. <coughs> and it's also very, very, I don't know, uh, you'll, you'll still want to talk about it when I get to it. The John Cena reaction gif, where he goes, ooh, kind of towards the camera, um, is from the 2008 WWE Hall of Fame ceremony which has a tie to this movie, as the reaction comes to The Rock saying about John Cena, there was a big controversy with WWE and illegal torture. Uh, the Rock continued to say, apparently they would find Iraqi insurgents tie them up and make them watch DVD copies of The Marine, which led to Cena's reaction towards the camera. Then The Rock continued, listen, I'm only kidding, I made Doom. Did anyone ever see Doom? Well, you probably didn't, and it's okay, because nobody did. So, um, <laughs> the, 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 I don't know. In some way or another, the legacy of the Doom film lasts on in the John Cena shocked reaction gif. <laughs> and that is the number one trivia thing I could find on this film. Does anybody have anything that is at all interesting that can beat that? See, my one that I find on the internet, doing a quick Google search, is of the main cast, The Rock is the only American-born actor in it. I had oh, picked up on that yeah. when I was starting to criticise Rosamund Pike to myself. I started yeah, working out, she's he English. could do an American accent, and he could do an American accent. Yeah, she's English. Carl Auburn's uh, from New Zealand. Uh, who else is there? Richard Breek is Welsh, I think he is. So, yeah, only The Rock. Which makes me wonder why they made them all American, because it's not necessarily set in America. Yeah. Obviously, it's set in America, but... the it's the future. You could have all nationalities in this little. It's an Area Fifty One, though. That's yeah. It's, it's that's exclusive to Americans. No, it is, but not in twenty forty six necessarily. Well, they got fucking sewer systems up in Mars, so anything's possible. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other trivia notes? No, I seem to remember not to pick a film with a sewer in it. Apparently, <laughs> it's Andrew's button. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I've got any other facts because there is really nothing else. Oh, the Rosamund Pike, uh, she turned down roles in Harry Potter um, to go and do Doom. 
So it's fine for her. <laughs> oh, geez. Luckily, her. she's she's kind of saved her career since then. Uh, I think so. <laughs> but that's uh, yeah, that's a big whiff, isn't it? Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> but there's also like things like uh, when they use the keypads, they're like cheat codes for the game. I quite like that. Yeah, they did little yeah. things like that. Like yeah, the beating still... heart is the same as the ID, the ID software sync uh, yeah. logo from the game. It's little things like that that make the film like fun. But then it's like, you go put a sewer system in Mars. Fuck's sake! <laughs> it does seem like the like all the positive things we have to say about the film are the things most closely to do with the yeah. game. Yeah. And anytime they try to take a step further, that's where it started to go wrong. You know. Uh, brings us on to talking about people turning down roles. Point six is the recasting section, uh, or casting and recasting. Um, we can come up with ideas of who we want to play other roles, uh, and I'll come up with some uh, information on people who did do roles. So you mentioned that uh, Rosamund Pike turned down a role. Uh, Vin Diesel also turned down his film. I wonder if that's how Carl Urban got involved, if he was working with him on, on Riddick. Oh, that would be amazing. Uh, Imagine them back together, but then they're being buddies. And they could have first got him and The Rock, because The Rock could have been Sarge, and Vin Diesel, I imagine, would have been, um, uh, would have come Reaper. So it uh, would have been The Rock versus fuck, Vin no, Diesel way off, before the Fast You fuck off the pebble. pebble. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Carl Urban and Vin Diesel back. That's what we want. Uh, I've got a couple, but does anyone else want to give us any suggestions of who would have been better in certain roles in this film? I'll tell you what would have been better. Take everybody out and just have Carl Urban do it like the games are. It's one man. One man, one man wrecking so one, machine. One man squad, exactly. That's what Doom's all about. I did, uh, I did enjoy some of the lesser, like Destroyer seemed to stand out to me a lot. I thought he was quite good. Now, I quite every so often at the beginning of the film, I thought he was played by the actor Bill Duke. I don't know if you know him. It's kind of confusing because the character. Oh, I know Predator. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I thought that's probably how he looks like him so much because he looks like he's from Predator. And I also had some someone else who could play Destroyer was Jesse Ventura, who had the big. Uh, yeah. Minigun in Predator, so pretty much anyone who's in Predator, just be in this film, and I think it would have been better. That, that's my opinion here. This well, could be Predator three or whatever sequel, straight direct to sequel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Carl Orban and Destroyer worked together again in Dread. No, Dread's a film I like. I didn't know Destroyer was in that. He's one of the medical guys. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. See, I'm Carl sure it's him. likes to keep his friends close. Mm-hmm. I'll be getting a role soon then. I'm going to say this paid to be, <laughs> to be right. buddies with Carl Orban. Yeah, me and Carl Orban are proper buds. <laughs> are you going to tell anybody like how the, how you're friends with Carl Orban? Or is it you're nah, going to keep nah. that secret? Keeping that secret. Right, I see. Okay. That's a mystery. They met in a sewer then. and they've been buddies for life. <laughs> Scarred the two of them. They bonded. But oh, sewer, I was slagging oh. off some of his stuff he'd done and he quite enjoyed it. So that's <laughs> what I do. You didn't slag off Doom, did you? No, I forgot he was in it, to be fair. <laughs> I forgot he was the lead, like everybody did. <laughs> I forgot it was the kind of like one film he actually did do. It was, I'm not even going to say successful, because it wasn't. So yeah, I was <laughs> right at points. <laughs> um, so despite the film not being successful, brings us on to point seven on the list, which is the very catchy title of sequel series reboot question mark that I have for this category. Still need to come up with a better name for point seven. Apparently there is a 2019 sequel called Doom Annihilation. The- does yeah. anyone know about it? Because yeah, there was Netflix. absolute news. It's, it's, on, it's on my watch list, but I've not watched it yet. Is it on Netflix? It's not your next selection, is it? Yeah. yeah, it's on Netflix. It came up like, straight after this one, so it's like, ooh. Well, guess <laughs> what you're watching in three weeks' time. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> 
but as far as I'm aware, no other TV series uh, involved. Uh, is the game series still going? Yeah, they kind of went. They've rebooted it actually. Went kind of old school. Yeah, they've got a new game just coming out as well. Um, like for film wise, like obviously I've not seen the new one or the sequel or reboot or whatever it is. But for me, they don't need to do it. Like this film was shite. Oh. It was. It was my reaction when I got it, to the category. Before I learned it, that there was a sequel, I was like, no, there doesn't need to be one. <laughs> it doesn't need to be one. Because ultimately, for me, this film is a... It's not even a sequel. It's basically rebooted Ghost on Mars. You know? And that was a way better film. Like they had, For they me, had it's, to... uh, it's Aliens. It's, it's pretty much the second yeah. Aliens mixed with the first Alien, really. But it's just like, they've got, like, it's on Mars... There's actually ghosts. It makes sense. <laughs> and, yeah, it casts slightly better, other than Carl Urban, who is the standout of this film for me. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, I, d- I don't think they should reboot it, remake it. Just just bury it. Stick to the games. Stick to the games, yeah. yeah. There we go. <laughs> Unanimous. <clears throat> section 8, section eight point eight of the 10 Point Podcast is the statistics section. Uh, I'll be keeping my usual ones. I've thrown in a couple extras this time. And as always, we'll chart these against Andy's likes and dislikes. That was my whole point of doing this section. Um, so I struggled with one of these, and I'm sure you'll understand which one. <laughs> deaths. Oh, yeah. did you count the double deaths? I counted double deaths. I did. If someone died, I counted that as them dying. And then if they became an alien zombie, I counted that as a death as well. Then they got to Earth. And that was I a massacre. I started to struggle, so I've gone, and because, and also because nobody cares about this film, no one on the internet has done it. So, like every so often, oh, I'll do my beautiful. death count, and I'll find a body count somewhere, and someone's like, "Oh, there's 80 people died in this film," or blah blah blah. blah. So I've gone for 150 because at one point I was just going up in fives because I thought right, that's probably five, probably not five. So a nice round 150 uh, with the rock uh, being the final one. Um, for he only died once, didn't he? So he only got one death. But yeah, I've gone one one fifty deaths, which is certainly the highest so far on the ten point podcast. Uh, beating out Blade by about two to one. Uh, it also has forty four swears, swear words, which is quite a lot. I didn't think it was going to be that sweary going into it, but it was it was quite a lot. Um, and very surprisingly, only five explosions. Um, I think I went the first half of the film and there was not an explosion. Yeah. Um. Which there I don't was going to knock it down, Andy's like there was. I did read that they had filmed one really big nuclear explosion, but they left it on the cutting room. Ah, because like they, in the end there is an explosion. Uh, they throw like a the, they, when the rock gets sent back through mm. again, that explodes. So they had an even bigger one planned. Yeah, there's a big massive nuclear one which they cut out of it. Yeah, apparently it's going to like wipe out the base. So yeah. you leave, basically they've left it open for a sequel, surprisingly. <laughs> that nobody wanted. <laughs> yeah, you can go back and blow up some other shit and not have <laughs> evil hell aliens and hopefully <clears throat> they sent some plumbers up there to fix the sewage then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my other two counters I've got is I counted seven times that it blatantly ripped off of Alien. Uh, <laughs> that was one I did. And then <clears throat> my final one, they never said the thing. Not at any point did anyone ah. ever say Doom in the film. No one said the thing. Anyone else have any stats? Anyone else keeping track? 
I, I can see, but they, they weren't doomed all the way through the film. Does that not count? It's like a metaphor. And it did also say, like, Doom did appear at the title, like, title card, but I wasn't counting that, because that's a bit of a cheat to count on that. But yeah, no one said Doomed. No one said Doomed. I noticed. People let me know if anyone did hear a Doom in there somewhere, but they did not say the thing. No, I, I don't think they said the thing. And my, my one with uh, my stack counter is a zero, because I like to see films within films. Well, remember, he may have been watching a film on his little monitor down in his, his little prison cell. <laughs> so well, he there, might have may, been, yeah, because he couldn't use his computer. And it probably watching. Been, I, I kind of like, I want to, like, you know, when he was playing his Game Boy, like him to be playing Doom on the Game Boy. That would have been, like, just a little clip. Like, they could have just done it. Would it have yeah. killed them just to flick around? It's like, ah, oh, he's actually playing Doom. That's quite funny. But, yeah, sadly, <laughs> no, no films within films or games within games. Chris, have you invented a, a stat for you to keep track of, or are we still waiting for it to happen? No, I'm just not going to pick any films anymore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that your moral of the story? That's my stat, point, yeah. nine, point nine on the, is your moral of the story, I'm done picking films. It's, it's no. made us talk about a film, it's not, it's not been a disaster, it's made us laugh. Oh, definitely. Um, my moral of the story is, if you're going to do a, a game to movie thing, don't try and change it and fucking come up with a new backstory. Just leave it as it is. It's a good just moral. ruins it. It's a good, it's a good moral. moral. Don't change it. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> exactly. my, moral, my moral of the story is uh, I, I've got kind of one and a half here. The classic story of don't mess around genetically modifying human beings. It's always a recipe for disaster. And then if you do and it goes bad, actually tell the soldiers that show up to help you, what's happening, rather than just trying to keep the whole thing a secret from them. That's, that was my moral of the story. Yeah, my, my one's nice and simple. If you're going to build a space station on Mars... Oh, God. Oh, God. God. This is so... <laughs> make sure you got some good sewage. And also, make sure you turn the lights on when you go into a room. Yeah. That's, that's my morals. Uh... Let's do point 10. The most important most important rating of the 10-point podcast is our rating out of 10 points. Uh, I'll go first. I gave this a very kind and a very high two points out of 10. I gave oh, no. Oh. <laughs> that was pictured. Ouch. Well, I'll go next. Um, I'll say for a Doom film, I'll agree with Bruce, two out of 10. But for an action film, I'll give it Five out of ten. So, what's your official rating then? What are you going five? five? I'll go You're five. not splitting the difference, no. No. <laughs> right. He's five. I'm going to give it three, and that's just because Carl Urban's good in it. That's so, fair. That the CGI's all right. It's the story's okay, but yeah, the sewers. Not good. I had my. Earth. I had had two points, but then I just thought, nah. I can't get it. There's, there's films that I would give thing like about a five or a six that this is nowhere near as good as. It's, it's like I said, I've probably watched this film twice in my lifetime now. Would I watch it again? Probably in another 10 to 15 years, yes. But <laughs> it's not, it's, you, you, don't, you don't go, oh, you know what, that, that film Doom, that's banging, I'm going to go and put that on again. <laughs> you, you just I'm not going to lie, I watched it like, at least 15 times when it first came out. I watched it loads of times. And that's because you were the biggest Doom mark there was, so you probably drove the sales up. And bought the DVD, rented it on Netflix, went to Blockbuster. Oh, Blockbuster, <laughs> that's a bit nostalgic. <laughs> so, did, can I confirm, did you give it five points, Chris, yeah? Yeah, I gave it five out of ten. So, so that does mean it. that we have, kind of, not intentionally, but we've given 
10 points to a film on the 10 point podcast as in doom's total score is 10 points across Yay! The <laughs> it's achieved something <laughs> yeah so there's certainly there's a if we can highlight doom uh, as we move forward as being both the the, the, the currently the, the bottom <laughs> the bottom rated film on the two point podcast but also a 10 point movie it's a shame it's out of 30 in total <clears throat> so with doom in the books and propping up the leaderboard behind blades brings us on to what we're doing next and it's my choice oh, God. and i know everyone's been excited waiting to hear before what you I'm pick, pick. Uh-huh. does it have a sewer uh not that i can remember it doesn't okay. have a sewer <laughs> so i've gone for a film that i'm positive both of you have seen and i, I would maybe go as far i think both of you probably like uh but it's very much a a, a change in genre i feel like we've been very action movie if Andy is to be believed, horror movie, since he still thinks Blade is a horror movie. He is a horror um, film. So this is <laughs> the selection for the next uh, 10 point podcast is Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, I was thinking of that a while ago. Oh, that's a great like choice. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like it, though, no, really. It's so good. <laughs> I think this, we'll have a lot of fun, I think, talking about Napoleon Dynamite. And. That's a, a, a very, I don't know, polarising reaction I got there. So please join us next time on the 10 Point Podcast for Napoleon Dynamite.